A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars The Total Reboot Miniseries Episode 2 The Original Trilogy Inspired by the frickin' movies of Akira Kurosawa Especially The Hidden Fortress And the B-movie sci-fi serials he grew up with A young farm boy turned filmmaker Changed the world of cinema forever with Star Wars Starting with Star Wars A New Hope in 1977 Continuing with Empire Strikes Back in 1980 And concluding with Return of the Jedi in 1983, George Lucas captured the imagination of generations with his fantasy space opera about the adventures of Chewbacca and his more normal-looking mates. The Total Reboot Star Wars miniseries continues today with the original trilogy. Hello, totalitarians, and hello, jungle babies, and welcome to another episode of Total Reboot with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. I am the latter of those two, Alexi Toliopoulos, and with me, as always, is Cameron James. That's correct, and I'm very excited to introduce our very first guest (gasps) on this podcast. Are you feeling freaked out? I wasn't, but now I am. Okay, good, because if you fuck this up, I swear to God, I will unsheathe my katana. <laughs> and I will... <laughs> it's on and the wall. I, will... I thought it was decorative. I will slice you from tip to taint, I swear to God. How did you get God. that through at the airport? <laughs> well, it's a long story, and it... Starts in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Is that a reference to Star Wars? It's actually a reference to Star Wars. Uh, episode 1, Phantom Menace. It's the first time that appears on screen chronologically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the co-host of the Weekly Planet, Nick Mason. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's Thank exciting. you so much for joining us. We're big fans. Fan and a huge friend to you, so thank you for joining us. I'll take today. both of those things. Thank you. I just want fans and friends. Well, that's all I've got to give, baby. Thank you. Now, May. So this show is a show all about reboots, remakes, and ripoffs of cinema. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Star Wars in this miniseries. But before we delve into this magical oh. universe far, far away, <laughs> I have a question for you. Are you normally this 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 flowery narrative? I love it. Yes, we love to paint a visual picture for our listeners. So they could be doing whatever they want, but their eyes are transported oh, to our world. Yeah. Well, just just to paint the picture, we are we are deep in the heart of the theatre restaurant district. Yeah. In this. Oh yeah, we are adjacent to witches and britches. Mm. Theatre adjacent. Yeah. Uh, they are stage left of us right now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Now I have a question for yes, you. Yes, How does it feel mm-hmm. to be a guest yes. on the only? Podcast on the internet about movies. How does that feel? Finally, yeah. God, it's just. I wish I had an outlet, you know. I yeah, just, I just. Yeah. I see so many movies. Yeah. yeah, I like them. Yeah, sometimes I don't like them. But yeah. where do I put that? I know. Well, well keep it in my brain. No, you can no, no, do no. anything in a non-audio medium. If you want to talk about movies, you can keep a Tumblr blog. You can keep a Medium blog. <laughs> Whatever you wish. If that's how you want to talk about movies, it's allowed. But we have the trademark. We have the IP of two funny fellas. Hanging, <laughs> chatting flicks. You got, you got the last license for it. There's yeah. no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. We, we did say that there is allowed to be a gender flip. If anyone wants to do that, they're yeah. allowed to. We have okay. no right to that. No, no, no. But as, when it comes to two males sitting yeah. down, mm-hmm. talking about movies, sorry, that's us. That's, that's Does good, it feel yeah. good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time two or even three men had a voice? <laughs> On the internet, in real life, you know? Just, mm. I know. Finally, we're here. Mm. So today, 2018, it's our year. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> we're getting Finally. it. Finally, let's take back the night or mm. the mid-afternoon. 
<laughs> so finally today we are here to discuss this is uh oh so he Whoa. That's spooky that? shit. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh so today Where's that coming oh, from? Oh guys, that's 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 actually a ghoul that follows me everywhere. Oh, are you serious? We cut it out on our podcast, oh, but it okay. follows me and it whistles to indicate the train oh, that that's I, coming by. That I, yeah, that's coming by. Do you have yeah. a ghoul filter or something? How do you get rid of it? Yeah, we have we we fix it in post. I mean oh, I don't okay. do it, James does it. Oh, right, yeah, okay. so I don't have to think about I've it. I've recently got some bad news related to that. My doctor said that if I don't cut back on my cholesterol, when I die I'll become a slimer ghost. Oh, are you <laughs> serious? So I'm really worried about that. He said hundred percent you're gonna be a slimer haunting all your mates oh my god just gobbling down food yeah. from trays you're not going to enjoy it it just goes straight through yeah. Yeah. don't load up on hot dogs now there'll be plenty in the afterlife <laughs> for you <laughs> so today we're here to talk episode 2 of our Star Wars mini series last week we discussed The Hidden Fortress directed by Akira Kurosawa which is the original influence for farm boy George Lucas <laughs> to create the now monster-fueled universe of Star Wars. <laughs> it's basically the same movie, but monsters and droids are hanging about causing a ruckus. Love so it. that is... If you've never seen The Hidden Fortress, that is my premise for you. Go back and enjoy a monster-free, wonderful movie. Oh, finally. That's what, that's what was ruining Star Wars. Too many yeah. monsters, Too droids, colour, lights. Yuck. Too yucky. I've never seen The Hidden Fortress, but I feel maybe I flicked through it mm. like... Going through SBS as a teen, looking yeah. for nudity. Oh yeah. Have you? Have you? Are you a big fan? I love Alexi? nudity. Oh, nudity? I oh love yeah, for nudity. sure. That's where Obsessed I was going with this. With it's yeah, one of those good, things right? that I'm like, my god, that's rocks my jocks off. Actually, actually. <laughs> I actually call nudity the original special effect. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it causes a visceral reaction. Yeah. Within I mean, me. <laughs> how would you? If you could describe that visceral reaction, uh, uh, how would you describe it? One word. Yeah. Swing. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Oh, he's brought it all together. This I love is it. good stuff. That's good, good stuff. stuff. I was uh, on the fence about. It. I'd never mm. seen the Hidden Fortress yep. before. I can see the Star Wars influence in it, mm-hmm. but I also just think that that's just generic um, mm. fairy tale storytelling. Yeah, that, for sure. Right, it uh-huh. exists across a lot of different things. Yeah. It's a really wonderful movie, and I think it's a great access point for people that are like fans of Star Wars and uh, kind of more Western American uh, adventure movies to kind of discover a wider world of really accessible foreign cinema, Mm -hmm. like subtitled cinema Mm -hmm. and black and white cinema and older movies. Because I think it's got the, as far as Star Wars is concerned, it's got the same kind of archetypes. You see, as a Star Wars fan, you can see those influences that it kind of is the progeny of for all of those things. But if you don't know that in your head, I think you can watch it and recognize things, but maybe you won't directly recognize this is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But having the knowledge and going in, you're like, oh, I see this. These characters are 3PO. These characters are R2. Mm. This is freaking Princess Slayer. And this is the Death Star and stuff like that. <laughs> like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things like that where it's like far enough removed, but when you uh-huh. have the knowledge, it's crazy. All right, you can, I'm, it's okay if you spoil it for me. What is the Death Star in the Hidden Fortress? Death Star is just, it the fortress? The, the Hidden Fortress is kind of their safe haven, like a bit of a rebel Alderaan. base. It's a bit of an Alderaan, but there's like one great moment where uh, their base is destroyed and they see it off. Uh, in the distance in the mountaintops with like the smoke coming out of it it's 
simultaneously to me read as like Alderaan being destroyed, but also it felt very much like that moment when they first come across the Death Star. Mm. So there's things like that, and there's like there is a visual similarity in the movies. It has those horizontal wipes yeah, right, and stuff okay. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And um, at one point, one of the characters says, "That's no moon. That's a hidden fortress." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. 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 Put yeah. the title on it. Yeah. I like it's it. pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so cool. it's pretty freaking crazy. But I think I think it's um it's your duty as a man to go back and watch that movie now. <laughs> so write a passage for me. Okay, I can do um, it. I think, yeah, I think it is a really good access point for people and that's, um, I wish I'd discovered it earlier. I was too chicken shit to uh, to change my <laughs> to change my to see where Star Wars originally came from but I'm now a proud boy that's proud to have seen it. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you are a coward. You're a coward. Now, I have a question for you. Uh, yes. We're talking about Star Wars, obviously. Uh-huh. What is your relationship to Star Wars? God, I'm so tired of talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Not in this instance, obviously. I <laughs> know. Uh, I love in this. Look, what I meant is, I'm I'm so sick of talking about it in my real life. But for yeah. the purposes of content, I yeah. love talking oh, about it so goodness. much. I'm obsessed with content, yeah. by the way. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) And the thing is, anything could be content. Yeah, that's what's so good about it. Having a chat with your mates, content. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we love. We love to hang out and create Taking a funny photo of a sign, (laughs) content, you know? Just build that content. I love mishearing a conversation or hearing something on the street and then tweeting about it. That's content. That's good content. That's good shit. Yeah. I'm just looking off into the distance thinking about content. Now. All right, well, maybe let's focus on the present and let's hear about some content from you. Oh, yes. When did you first start to enjoy or discover Star Wars? In My your first life? experience with Star Wars was not movie or TV or cartoon based, it was merch based. Oh, uh, so, hell which, yeah. Which I feel like that, that is, feels very appropriate yeah. because Star Wars is nothing if not merch based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as a, I, was, I was at a kid's party and I was also a kid, so it was fine. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, but. It was at a birthday party and at about the midpoint, the mum started giving everybody a present. Everybody got a wrapped up present. Oh, I'm wow. like, this is, this is how all parties should be yeah, kind of thing. Totally. And like one of the kids unwrapped their present like next to me. And I know now it was a Boba Fett. Like mm. it was, and clearly what was happening was the mum was like to her husband, like, you have all these toys and mm. you've grown up now. I'm getting rid of all these. I'm giving whoa. them to the kids. Oh, whoa. But then, so like somebody opened up like they had a Boba Fett and somebody had a Darth Vader with the lightsaber and somebody had a Luke Skywalker and a Chewbacca mm. and a C-3PO. Wow. And I'm like, and even as a kid, I'm like, these are all so like wildly different and exciting, but they're, the, they, they're, the, they're, they're all the same size. They must be the same universe. This is, hmm. yeah. like, what is, I don't know this what is it is. the first shared universe. Yeah, universe. exactly. And that's... It's, it's, it's informed the rest of my life just, yeah. what, Which one did you get? Well here's the thing I'm like I don't even care what I get yeah. It's going to be wild It's going to be like Darth Vader mm. It's going to be Something crazy or whatever I actually I actually got tweeted this today Because I've mentioned this before And people won't let me let it go What I got I opened it up And it's a man It's a man And he's got grey hair And a grey beard And he's sort of greying in the face And he's got a grey smock on He looks like like a space dentist <laughs> So the one I got was, is it General Dodonna? It's 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 Crix Maydean. Oh, Crix Maydean. Crix Maydean. Yeah. Who's wow. he? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I, <laughs> Crix Maydean. I, I didn't. A... I didn't know it was Crix Maydean. I, I was like, well, this is a bitter disappointment. This yeah. Sucks. This ain't no Chewy. Yeah. And then I'm. So I just. I think I just put it in a drawer. I don't know where it is now. Mm. But I went. I since looked it up, and I went out on Twitter, and I'm like, Do you, does anybody? Can anybody remember this guy? And they're like, yeah, it's it's the great man Crix Maydean. Yeah. That's the great man. And then I looked looked him up on the Wikipedia, and apparently, if you if you read the the 
the expanded universe canon. He's like he was a he was a a great general and I yeah, think he was he, an imperial general and he and he, he defected switched sides. Switch sides and oh. then he was in like a black ops team and all this Whoa. sort of stuff. But he's a dentist. He's a space yeah, dentist. I mean, he sucks to look at. Yeah, he sucks to look at exactly. Anyway, <laughs> he looks like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he does suck to look at. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my first experience. As I that's was crazy, by yeah. the way. Who was this um this husband and wife duo that had just decided to dole out? I don't know. Hubby's Old toys. That yeah. feels like something out of a Judd Apatow movie or yeah, something. Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. It definitely feels like some sort of emotional manipulation. <laughs> it some feels cruelty. like that would have been a horrible moment in his life where he's like, oh, my wife's got all the kids' presents. That's nice. And then he's watching them all get unwrapped and it's slowly dawning mm. on him that she's just given out all his old And shit. he looks over at like Brad's Star Wars cabinet, do not touch, yeah. and it's empty. <laughs> and he's like, oh, And then no. Leslie Mann is the wife probably, and I guess... We don't want to make assumptions. Right. I, said, I, I said the wife and the husband, but it could have been the other way. Maybe she's like, it's time for me to abandon childish things yeah, and give sh- away my Star Wars I toys. I shall move That's on true. in my life. Women can be nerds too. That's true. Thank God. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> about Women time. can create content yeah, also if they want. Goodness. And Lex, you're you obviously a huge Star Wars fan. You yes. um, what's that book you bought recently? The Ralph Macquarie. Yeah, I bought this original book of Ralph Macquarie. Oh, his artwork, yeah. It's uh-huh. like a three hundred dollar, ten kilogram book. <laughs> I couldn't like my mother was home when it arrived and she couldn't bring it inside, so it sat outside for a day while I was at work. <laughs> Very scary. But it's like all every single piece of original art he ever did for the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's crazy stuff. There's all these like unearthed pictures that people haven't ever seen before. So I'm like a huge Star Wars boy. You mentioned Wikipedia, uh-huh. which is where I spend every afternoon just researching the Crixmadeens, the Neon Nubs, <laughs> the Gazganos of the universe, and just learning their backstories. Some of those could be random syllables. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> every single one of them is a real character from the Star Wars trilogy. One was from the prequels. He's actually one of the Podrosas, Gazgano. He's got four arms and he's a badass bitch. <laughs> Whereas me, I think Star Wars is fine. So, <laughs> I, I was thinking now that we're talking about the original trilogy today, I, was, I remembered my journey with the original trilogy when uh-huh. I first saw it. I remember, like you, it was through merch. My auntie bought me an R2-D2 for my birthday. Great. And I didn't really know who he was. I didn't know how he worked, but I just mm. loved that little design of that little creature. He's actually a droid, not a creature. <laughs> but I just thought he was like fascinating. And then my parents got excited because the, the films had just been re-released on VHS. Yeah, so right. they got me, or we found the first film. We saw A New Hope. And then I was obsessed with it. I didn't see the other two for about a year later. And my dad didn't know the order that they went in. And he showed me Return of the Jedi first. Oh, no. So I never got any of the twists. I never dis- I never discovered anything that way. But I think because what I became obsessed with and just... Uh, found fascinating was that rich entire universe that had been created so yeah. it didn't really matter to me the the plot never mattered to me it was all about the story the characters mm. and the world that we lived around them can I throw a word out here into the mix guys yes monomyth yeah oh no <laughs> <laughs> I'll be leaving deep, now If this is the direction The podcast is going textual dive oh, Onto no. the Star Wars universe Yeah Well I think that's What we're talking about When we're talking about <laughs> These films as reboot Remakes and rip-offs I think Star Wars Is probably Guys, The most remixed Of a movie okay. There ever is Good Look the listeners Can google monomyth But I'm here And I don't know What it is <laughs> It would be gauche, gauche of me To look it up On my phone right now Please explain What it is Look, I'm talking about the hero's journey. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm back talking on board. about uh, a story that is told time and time mm. and time again, uh, mostly 
in the Star Wars movie from trilogy to trilogy. Yes. We're uh-huh. seeing the same thing again and again and mm. again. Does that not get boring to you guys? Absolutely or, it does. It does? Yeah. Because people love it, right? Yeah. Or, do, yeah, yeah. or is that the thing people didn't like about the prequels, that it was the same sort of story as the original? I kind of felt for people's dislike for the prequels is that it is not quite that. Right. Is that it's kind of, there is no one lead of the film. Like, mm. whereas we're following Luke Skywalker's journey, the originals. Mm. In the prequels, it's kind of like, who are we following here? You and, this is you too and McGregor, much. right? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Isn't he the main lead? Yeah. <laughs> sort of, in a kind way. Of. Yeah, yeah, kind That's, of. It's hard to define for that reason. Uh, okay, all right. So, shut the fuck Well, let's off. talk about Luke Skywalker <laughs> yeah. then and his journey. Do you, do you guys even enjoy the character of Luke Skywalker and his his journey? Or do you like pretty much everything around him? Is it like a T'Challa type situation? <laughs> T'Challa. I think... It, I think um, He's a great structure to kind of discover this world by because mm-hmm. he is that farm boy, not unlike George Lucas. Hang on a second, George Luke <gasps> Skywalker. Whoa. What the actual fucking hell is going on? <laughs> Didn't learn that on your Wikipedia, did you, Holy mate? Holy That's something you learn in the real world of podcasting. Oh my! Make I those think connections. I've absolutely unearthed something there. Yeah. This is a stand-in for him. Yeah. So you're seeing the world from a young farm boy who kind of goes out and discovers the great world around him. And I remember like I remember hearing that he based Han Solo on his best friend Francis Ford Coppola, which is so transparently sad to yeah, imagine right. that you're like that's how clearly he idolized yeah. Francis yeah, Ford right. Coppola. He wrote the coolest yeah. character that ever lived coolest on his fat friends. Car- <laughs> <laughs> his fattest, most Italian friends. <laughs> and that would be hard to break to your friend. Even if you loved him, you're like, listen, I base this character on you. He's like you, but he's he's got better hair he's and he's hot. thinner. <laughs> and he's a crack shot and yeah. all the ladies yeah, love yeah, him. Yeah. But in other respects, he's like you. Yeah, he's um he's got the tenacity of you. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't take no for an answer. Uh, Wookie man? What's his name? Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca, he's one of my favourites. Chewbacca is the background for my phone. I think Chewbacca is one of the most magnificent beasts that has ever existed in film. So because he's friendly and sweet, at. but he also looks like a freaking yaggy snowman guy. Yeah, yaggy, that's a word we all know. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up because yeah. I couldn't remember Yeti. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I guess what I'm getting at, and I think you're kind of answering it for me, is it, is it the side characters and the mm. people around Luke that are what makes Star Wars interesting? I think initially, yeah. Mm. I think maybe he comes into his own in Return of the Jedi, mm. but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of faffing and there's a lot of, there's a lot of faffing and a lot of tears, I think, in between. And... and, and I think until he loses the arm, he's not he's not that compelling of a yeah, character. Yeah, there's to not me. really that darkness to him until in the second film, Empire Strikes Back, his world kind of crumbles around him, mm. and he's really tested, which is part of the, the hero's, hero's journey. journey. Yeah, we're all going to say it together. We agreed ahead of time. Yeah. We're all going to say the hero's journey together. See, because I am obviously a bit of a newcomer to the Star Wars mm. world. I'm a you're a job. a noob, you might call it on the internet. <laughs> You might call it an N double zero B. That's what you'd call me. Um, but I I know enough about it to know that we are kind of watching the same story again and again and again. And that's that's interesting. Like Matrix has, does the exact same thing. The mm. Chosen One. But there's so many examples of it. Mm. But part of me has always wondered how deliberate it was on George Lucas's behalf, ugh, like to 
actually recreate the same beats again and mm. again. I've heard arguments that he had planned that the whole time, that it was going to be a story that repeated itself mm. through time, through family and or characters that have similar stories. Do you think that's the case or is he just not very good? I think it's that one. <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't say it in so many words. I know, actually, I, know I probably would, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, because I, I absolutely don't think. I mean, mm. my, maybe he added the idea for maybe four, five, and six. But yeah. I, I feel, and just insofar as if you watch them in numerical order, it breaks the initial conceit of, of Star of the first of mm. A New Hope. That it's just a movie serial from the 50s. Yeah. And we just happen to wander into the cinema. Oh, what's playing today? We'll, we'll see a matinee. Yeah. And it's episode four. And you don't know who the characters are. You don't know where they've come from. But, mm. like, you know, visually, you know, here's the, here's the big art, mm. badass villain and here's the farm boy hero and et cetera. But if you watch them one through six, there's no surprises. We, we, know, oh, where, no way. we know where the villains come from. We know, like, when, when Empire Strike, Strikes Back came out and people were shocked in the cinema yeah. by the big reveal. Which is the you know the, you know the um, it's actually Cam, do you know the, yeah, 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 yeah 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 it's when um oh shit I was just thinking of it. what sorry what is it um, just remind d- me I'm, I know what it is but it's actually remind... um dark dark Vader dark Vader dark Vader. Yeah. dark Vader he um is actually one of the parents of um George Lucas oh snap yeah, yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah so un- unfortunately that actually throws him for a loop. Bit of a loop. (laughs) He gets thrown for a freaking loop finding that out. He's just like, I thought my dad was dead. Unfortunately, he lives and is corrupt. You're telling me that if you were to watch it chronologically, that shock would have zero impact? Oh, for sure. Like, the the only person who's surprised is Luke Skywalker. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we know. Like, why have you been building this up for... 75 minutes and when he's caught off guard by it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine but that's always been something that I've thought about prequels I, I don't think you're supposed to watch them in the chronological order that the story is mm. laid out mm-hmm. I think you are supposed to watch them in the order they were made yeah, I, yeah I, right. mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done that I've never gone I'm gonna watch um, like yeah uh, Temple of Doom then Raiders of the Lost uh-huh. Ark. Then, yeah. you know, I've I never can't, I've, I mean, I've seen the movies hundreds of times. Maybe not that many. But it's like, <laughs> I can never imagine going in that order and watching it that way. People like, do. Even as an People, experiment yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make sense People to me. People are doing that and they're raising their children. They're going like, I'm going to, when, when my kids are of age, I'm going to show them one through that, six. Wow, a, I don't just, like yeah, that. That's crazy. No. Yeah. I don't like that. Also, wouldn't the kid be like, how come the the graphics are shitter now? (laughs) Yeah. Why (laughs) is there no funny Jar Jar Boy in these ones? I think um, going back to that idea of the repeat repetition of the mono myth, I think I do... I kind of fall in a middle ground with you guys where I think... Um, I think it's all by design that he, he George Lucas is a guy that's obsessed with this structure and uh-huh. he finds a satisfaction in seeing it play out and being able to put his own spin on it by recreating it, but just recreating it in this world that he's created. But then I also do think the repetition of that is bad to keep mm, doing it yeah, over right. and over again rather than trying to find a different way to tell either a hero's journey or... You know another one of the thirteen plots that exist in the world, mm. and he's obsessed with those with those the way stories are told in that kind of ancient tradition of how they kind of flow through that way. But I think he's obsessed with kind of reinventing it. But I don't think there's enough of difference between them all. 
Well, yeah, that's what I think. That's why I don't, yeah, I don't really I like them yeah. that much. I like them, but I think it is also bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, like, I, I feel especially New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, like structurally, just I can go back to those and just, just, feel, the, yeah. just feel the tension rise and just yeah. go, okay, and oh my God, here's the bit where it looks, you think Luke's going to die in the trench and then Han Solo comes back yeah. and it's so exciting. But like, and I think he's just gone, well, People love that so much, and yeah. it, it resonates with people. And I've, hmm. I've, you know, we're, we're using that classic framework, yeah. And and it, it it's going to work again. Of course, it's going to work again. We'll put new characters in, and just. But I also feel like, especially with the prequels, he, it was they were all kind of assembled by committee, and he hmm. was just like they went here's. 100 designs for the pod the pod race yeah. machine and just pop them he's like pop and that he, one and he just went that, that one that one that one and i kind of feel like he'd be like uh you ever seen little britain yeah, right. like, i want that one yeah good reference point dude <laughs> <laughs> very good reference point george lucas says no <laughs> yeah. george lucas says no george lucas says no well actually you raised something may so i found i find kind of interesting and that is the idea that this was like the origin of this is that it was a Flash Gordon kind mm, of yeah, like right. you know inspired serial type thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that's more interesting Same, than yeah. watching a full myth play out over nine movies mm. Uh, mm. or more potentially. I think I'd rather just go, hey, here's three standalone stories yeah. from the middle of a series that you don't know anything about. Yeah, well, you're just thrown into it that way. Wasn't that the original plan? It was, I believe, I believe it was. But, yeah, but uh-huh. now it's sort of gone beyond that. It's not even. Because I think maybe when it first came out and it was parodying, or not parodying, but you know, paying homage to all mm. those things, it was a bit of a novelty, right? In yeah, the middle right. of the 70s to be doing a kind of throwback yeah. to old newsreel, serial type things. But it's now, no one would even really associate it with that type of storytelling at For all. Sure, it's just yeah. here is a myth that yeah. goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. And through generations of people, it's not... A silly homage throwback anymore. Yeah. It's just a fucking epic. I kind of <laughs> I, I I feel that we're poorer for not being around when it kind of opened up and carved out this entire new blockbuster of cinema. Like mm. I think it would be so crazy to just kind of discover it that way rather than just kind of being like oh, no, this whole entire thing exists and it's separate from films, it's separate from everything else. This is just a whole disgusting monolith <laughs> of popular culture where you can kind of have like a casual relationship or you can dive into the kind of just insanity of it all. And I just, it's hard to kind of imagine this as just a film that came out and then changed everything. I'll, I can compare it to one modern reference. Mm. The Matrix. I was going to say The Matrix. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and maybe more to come. Maybe Deadpool. Maybe Deadpool we'll get, we'll two get, Deadpool is going to be a game out. changer. There's going to be a third Frickin one. Deadpool, man. Mm. Honestly, yeah, yeah, Deadpool yeah. is a Star Wars of little kids yeah. out in the world today. That's right. And it's all talking about the force. We're here at the ground floor of, <laughs> of Deadpool. <laughs> They're talking about freaking Chimichangas. May the yeah. Chimichangas be with you. Yeah, dude. I'm obsessed with Deadpool, um, and I'm also obsessed with finding out what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> about this upcoming Solo spin-off. Mm. Now, you guys famously love Han Solo. You you mm. basically modeled your lives off the yeah. guy. Look at this vest. Look at this <laughs> yeah, vest yeah, yeah. I'm wearing. You've got the vest on. Alexi has the low slung blaster. Oh uh, yeah, I always carry my blaster with me just to show that I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not loaded. Okay. <laughs> All right. When I tweet, I tweet with like this loosey-goosey grip. 
You, you know I'm going to hit my target with my hot takes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I'll tell you what I like about the character of Han Solo. I like that he's pretty much just a broad stroke archetype. Mm. And he doesn't really get too too much depth. Mm. We don't know too much about his backstory other than he's a smuggler mm. and he's Good with chicks. And He's yeah. kind of like that mysterious stranger, Clint Eastwood, yeah. or uh, Steve McQueen archetype mm-hmm. kind of rolled into one where he's just yeah. like this cool, crazy dude with no real backstory that we would ever discover. Or be interested in, ultimately. Exactly. And I think in that movie, when we kind of were introduced to him, we just see him as that archetype and it's so clear. Yeah, immediately you know exactly who this type of person is. We've seen him in movies a million times. It's definitely like a Western ripoff. They've Mm -hmm. taken him from Westerns or something. Um, But now, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to... (laughs) This thanks to the machine m- Thanks to the machine And this modern time we live in and Where you can thank get Thank you so much to Director of the Big Chill Lawrence Kasdan For <laughs> wanting to write this movie His entire life Well we're living in a time now Where fan fiction Is now becoming mm. Canonical cinema Yes it is yeah. And it's so crazy to me I, it, I think when I saw Jurassic World there's that bit at the end where three big dinosaurs all fight. Mm. Is the big made-up one that they invented for yes. the movie. Yes. The T-Rex and then the raptors and then that giant water one just like eats the big one. Mm-hmm. I just remember going, oh, okay, right. This is just someone who grew up loving yeah. Jurassic for Park. Sure. And yeah, went, yeah. I want it to be bigger though. Yeah. I want all the dinosaurs to fight. Yeah, right, right. That's what we're getting at the moment. And we, we're now living in a time where... This is going to be out. Solo's backstory is now going to be officially out there. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? I, I find it rarely, if ever, works. Yeah. I'm open-minded. Like I, I saw the most recent trailer, mm. and a lot of people are very down on it. And mm. there were some moments in it that were super cringy, but I'm kind of excited about it. What was cringy? Uh, there's a moment where he gets thrown his signature blaster. Somebody's oh, just okay. like... Here's what you're going to need a gun. So here's the gun you have in all the movies. Hell you, yeah. You, you, you've been holding on to that for a, a decade, I guess. Yeah, you've never yeah. lost it in any of your smuggling missions. I'll tell you how is. I watched the trailer that has kept me kind of feeling excited for it. I watched it on Facebook video. I didn't watch it in full screen. I left it in the one where you're just scrolling through it. Uh-huh. I didn't click on it, so I didn't hear any sound. I'm like, yeah, this looks kind of cool, actually. Yeah, all right. Okay. So like you haven't heard kind of any of the sounds. I haven't heard the dialogue be delivered by any of the characters because I'm too scared to hear that. So I just wow. kind of just watched it that way so I can just go, all right, I don't know what this is going to be. I can just kind of be excited about it because I was telling you guys before, um, Bradford Young is the cinematographer behind it and he mm-hmm. did Arrival. And I think he's one of those kind of exciting new voices in cinematic language being explored today. Mm. So I'm excited to see the way that his eye will capture the Star Wars universe. And mm. I think that's all I can really get excited right, about okay. these new universe, these new films about is just mm. how people are going to interpret them mm. in a way that doesn't feel like pushed through the machine. And yeah. I think he's yeah. a cinematographer that kind of can capture that. So already there's like, he talked about in this interview that I saw with him that he, he plans, he, one of the things that he really wanted to get, and I think he was able to get because it was something that he'd never seen before in Star Wars, is that there's like a one long kind of Goodfellas tracking shot that he described as <laughs> mm. from going outside the Millennium Falcon all the way inside and exploring mm. it that way. And just hearing someone get excited about being able to play in that universe and do new things in it that we haven't seen before. It's kind of the direction that I am excited about these films being re-explored in. Mm. Uh-huh. That, that, that kind of 
See, I, I feel like you, you said Goodfellas, that, that, that one yeah. shot. I feel it could also, like as you were describing it, I felt like it could go that way, but it could also go like like an episode of Scrubs. Yeah. Where they're, just, they're going through the hospital and what wacky friends are they see it. Oh, it's a little droid and he's waving. You know, just, oh, okay. I hope like that Janet is there. Yeah, that that's right. funny. God, he, uh, yeah. Imagine if he was originally from Star Wars Universe. And that's why it's so mysterious. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why I'm not too excited about the movie. It's because it's got, I touched on it before when I said that this mm. expanding cinematic universe of Star Wars has kind of taken away from the original yeah. premise of it all. I think I enjoy Star Wars in the same way that I enjoy Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. which is that it's kind of a deliberately mm. cheesy novelty throwback. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like it seeing seeing it be taken seriously in yeah. any yeah. way. And now that we get to see like kind of spin-off backstories of all these characters where they're being painted as bigger than the archetypes they mm. were. Yeah. I feel like that just is another step in taking it seriously and adding mm, gravitas yeah. to this world. It's as if, like, I wouldn't ever want to see a spin-off story of anyone else from Indiana Jones. Yeah, and, right. Like, I don't you don't care. want to see the short round film? <laughs> yeah. Shorty? If there was a short round film and it was just his origin, oh, I would not God. watch it. I've never watched or read any graphic novel tie-ins uh-huh. to anything because I just... Yeah. I only want to see what's been presented to you don't me wanna, You don't want to see... You don't want to see... Jonathan Reese davies character. <laughs> Just where did he get that newspaper that he punches a guy Where did through? he buy that fez? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I want right. to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... And I think you, you're right, especially in the sense of like... These these movies are meant to be campy fun, yeah. But they've gone so far around that that everybody that not only people take them seriously, they take this stuff the most seriously. Yeah. Of everything, oh, yeah. anything on the internet, anything in the world. But like, I think you're right in terms of, I think it you you know they people think we want to see these characters as kind of bigger than the mm. archetype. But mm. I I feel like it makes them smaller than the archetype, oh, and I feel like you go, okay, here's Han Solo. As this character, what other adventures did he get up to when he was yeah. a kid or when he was younger? I'll just imagine that. Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. And I think what, like the collective imagination of, of fans, the, the the movie itself will yeah. never meet those expectations. Oh, it can't. It can't. And, and I feel like a, a good example is probably Wolverine. Speaking of mm, speaking yeah, of Deadpool, yeah. speaking of the whole clan, mm. like. Wolverine as a ca- as a comic book character for literally decades he had this muddy backstory mm. and people just loved him because he was a badass and what what existed in his past what what where, how did he get the claws how did he get the mm. the the healing fat how did he get all that sort of stuff and but the backstory is deliberately mm. it's his memories are fractured where did he come from and then they were like okay we'll find we'll give you what you want the origin yeah. and then it turned out he was like this little lord fauntleroy like frilly frilly necklace like fancy lad <laughs> who lived in a manor house in in Canada yeah. and and he and he got lost in the wilderness and that's oh. that's where he came from and it's like that's that's not what i wanted the classic yeah. little want, orphan story yeah, i didn't want nothing but i don't want this and yeah. i feel like this is very similar in the sense of like i don't I just prefer to imagine it. Yeah, uh, Han Solo should just emerge out of the shadows as mm. a man in his 30s yep. and just has this backstory that he won't even talk about yeah, or right. hint at. And everywhere he, he goes, people are like, oh, you again. Yeah, right. And then we get to go, oh, what? He's been here before? Yeah, right. Interesting yeah. shit. Yeah, he shouldn't care. So why should we a little bit? Like- exactly. It's kind of one of those weird things where I think... It's that the artist misinterpreting their art, yeah. where they, where you know, once you put the art out into the world, it doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to the people, uh, the the people. Yeah, you know, full stop. Yeah. Populate. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the cosmos, if you will. And mm-hmm. then I think um, 
I think with those things as well, they've spent so long, like the last like decades, uh, even with the prequels, actually expanding the universe in ways where there's like you're discovering all new, like new facets of the world, new planets, new like sometimes new characters. Maybe huh. that's the weakest area <laughs> yeah. that they have. But you know, discovering new lore, new new religions in the world, and stuff like that, and making it so massive that the direction they're taking it in now by literally just going back and making, as George Lucas said, these retro movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's just going back to the original trilogy because that's what connected people to it so much originally, I think is kind of just muddy and just making the same thing over and over again rather than expanding, it's Mm. contracting. This must be hard for you to admit (laughs) that you're getting disillusioned with the universe. Well, not really disillusioned because I have my relation to it, like what what is in life pure little hearts mm. of where it really exists but I am enjoying them because they're just movies and it's exciting to see all this shit again as well like just just that there is more of it existing even though my relationship with it has changed because mm. I am a fan of like The Last Jedi I really really love that movie mm. but also it's just I ha- I'm trying to kind of change my relationship to these now uh, becoming like you know a film critic type person to kind of just see them as films rather than this entire expanded universe anymore mm. that I've immersed myself in the past I'm trying to have a more mature relationship with these things I guess like, this is growing up you know what I mean <laughs> I just feel like I had a crisis then yeah. that I was trying to talk myself out of I'm like holy shit I've got a fucking mortgage one day in my life holy now. shit I spent $300 on a Ralph Macquarie book <laughs> I bought a book that I just think is just a freaking text now it's a study book <laughs> We should have had a camera on you And then yeah. we could have made it go viral <laughs> Just a guy Biggest Star Wars fan has meltdown <laughs> A guy loses colour from his yeah, face right. Just sort of thinking about himself We have I think we've kind of reached this point Where we were talking about These in kind of like a really intellectual Almost business-like way now Yeah, I'm right. trying to think about Is there for you, Meso uh, Like a magic that those original films still hold Because I think the magic is truest in those Absolutely, yeah um, boy, let's let's try and put a finger on it. Hang on. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think it's it's structurally. I think they're they're very strong mm. and they're fun and they're unpretentiously fun. I think mm. and there's no there's no okay. Well, we can't have this character do this because in the in the sequels, mm. you know, we can't cut off that avenue. We'll just have them just have them just do whatever. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's it's. They're fun and good. Fun I, shot first, guys. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think what you're kind of landing on is like there's this kind of un, unidentifiable, undefinable quality about those films where they're full of a lot of stuff. There's a <laughs> lot of parts to them, but somehow they still kind of remain something that is more than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm, mm. Like there's all these... And I think because it is kind of caked in mystery that has yet to be explored like you know in the original trilogy the force is this kind of abstract meditational yes. concept mm. where it's just you you feel as a child watching those movies or even as an adult you're like i feel like this is hitting on something that i could maybe in a primordial lizard brain i could access yeah right like, uh-huh. you know i have so many vivid memories of mm. being a kid stuck on the couch trying to like 
reach that remote that's mm. a little far away from me as I'm watching it. Maybe it, maybe it jitters a little. You see that yeah. little jitter? Not yeah. unlike Magneto when he's playing chess in the in one of the worst movies ever made. But um, I think that's the kind of area that I think these movies live in, where it's just like they have created this tremendous story world that mm. is just above and beyond anything else that has ever been created in cinema. And it's not it's not bogged down by by the rules. Yeah. Like it's like, well, we didn't have to know who's the most powerful force user. Yeah. We didn't have to know, well, why is he the most powerful? Because he's got the most space yeah. bugs in him or whatever it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just, he's just feeling the force more and he's the hero. So yeah. it's fine, you know. It's 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 not about the it's not about your your force pH level. It's just about just about the it's just, magic. It's of the it. magic and the and the and the willingness to sacrifice yeah. to, for the greater good. Or you know, it's 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 not about the numbers. But I feel like the further we go into this, it is about the numbers and people yeah. going, oh well, how can this character do this? Because before she could only do this. How is she? How is her power level spiked? So yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> it's fine. It's just fantasy, and I think that's kind of something that I've been um, kind of passionate about is kind of making. Star Wars re- like correctly categorized because mm. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> now, a lot of people like call it a science fiction, but and I think that's kind of in the current day where it's kind of been miscategorized is because people think of a science fiction it has to kind of line up to all of these things mm-hmm. where science fiction is kind of speculative fiction whereas this is just fantasy yeah, this is sure. more in common with lord of the rings this is more in common with narnia than children of men or star yeah Trek right even. exactly yeah mm-hmm. it's just a fantasy space with like a space opera covering or a, or a science fiction covering in its art style, but it's not that at all. So I reckon, uh, as an as an outsider watching you two nerds um, discuss this, <laughs> yeah, while brandishing a freaking katana, of as a, yeah. Look, I'm into the blade. Yeah, will, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, you live and die by yeah, the blade. I do. I we do, I we do. studied. We studied the Wikipedia. You studied the blade. Yeah. I understand. Is it true that you once practiced harakiri, but with not a with a stage blade, yeah, just so you could rehearse blade. it? Yeah, and a series of blood caps that. I burst in my hand. Yeah. Wow. It was actually really dope. It sounds fucking sick, brother. Yeah, it was really yeah. sick. So I just want to say, uh, I think kind of what you're tapping into, um, the the magic of Star Wars and the reason that you guys really kind of bonded, especially with those original trilogy, and perhaps the reason a lot of people bond with things, is because you can place yourself in the role of Luke Skywalker and you can be like, well, maybe I'm someone that has special mm. powers as well, just like kids watching Harry Potter decades later mm. yeah, would right. do and go, oh, this could be me. What if I'm a secret wizard and I don't know about it? Yeah. Or like The Matrix, you'd be like, maybe I can stop bullets yeah. and yeah. do cool flips and shit like that. Well, I think thematically those films, that one core theme is just hope, which is just such mm. a universal universal theme that can hmm. I, that can be identified in anyone because that's the main emotion that us as little boys and little girls have in ourselves you just hope that there's going to be something bigger and bolder out there a new hope holy that's shit. right <laughs> yeah. george lucas holy <laughs> shit <laughs> do you hope that the future of Star Wars is as magical as it once was. Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, yeah? Like this, there's 
There's so many trilogies coming out. I don't know. What's if- coming out? You guys were saying there's more than just this current trilogy. So, so Ryan Johnson, who directed the last Star Wars movie, yeah. The Last Jedi, the last Jedi, he's getting his own trilogy. I think it's to just do his own thing. I mm. think it's maybe it's. I think I think there's going to be one set in the. Is it going to be a trilogy set in the distant past, maybe? That would be fabulous. I'd hope they do something like that where it can be something newer and fresher. Yeah, right. But, uh, and I think the Game of Thrones guys, Benioff and Weiss, also have a Star Wars trilogy. And John Favreau has a live-action Star Wars TV show in the future. What? So it's just yeah. kind of like right now, as far as us as these... People. They saw his work in Chef, and they were yeah. like, "We're gonna—is he playing stuff fat Han Solo? Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Can we give a freaking st- whole series to the Sandwich Boy from this movie? <laughs> Hope John Leguizamo's in it. Oh, Johnny Legs! I love Johnny oh, Legs. Oh God, I can't. I hope it is just them working like little little food speeders. Oh, what if it's all set in the cantina? Yeah. Oh my gosh! And it's J- just like Leguizamo is the lion chef. Yeah, for the Bobby Cannavale's back spicing <laughs> up a. Dis- Disgusting bantha rib for everyone to make a sambo out of. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, yeah, but I think we're you know we're talking about reboots and remakes here. This it's kind of daunting and terrifying and exciting uh, that this is now an infinite prospect of rebooting and remaking yeah. this entire series. I think I was saying earlier that I feel confident that I have seen a reference or heard a reference to Star Wars. Every day of my life, yeah. just and it's and it's never going to go away. It's it's here forever. It's ingrained. Yeah. Now. But I I think I would I I feel maybe the mistake is well we have to put these in trilogies now. Mm. We have to. Mm. It's got to be three and then three and then three. Just give me a and and sure a standalone solo movie. Sure. But just yeah. give me just, unless we forget Rogue One. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just I prefer that. I would just give me yeah. some standalones. Don't don't pile the pressure on to be like we need a story a three told movie over three arc. chapters. Mm. Yeah. That is an interesting. Thing that I guess the original trilogy started, but I feel like it sucks. I feel like I hated the fact that now if there's a sequel to a movie, we're guaranteed a third one as well. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. It's, it stinks, stinks, in my opinion. There's only been two good trilogies in my mind. The Back to the Future trilogy uh-huh. and the Hangover trilogy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Holy smokes, Yeah, dude. I love the Wolfpack. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. My group of friends, we're kind of like Wolfpack. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm like the Jeffrey Tambor, the dad. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, Guys, thanks so much for joining us on our our talk about the beloved Star Wars original trilogy. Mm. We were talking Mm. about the future, past, present, and... Emerging futures. Emerging futures Mm. of the Star Wars franchise. Next week, we'll be discussing the much maligned prequel trilogy, which I have... I, it's, I love it. I'll say, I'll just call it out. I love it. I think they're the best. It's as much part of Star Wars as all the shit we talked about now. It's right for me. Wow. Okay. So I haven't seen... I reckon I've never seen the third one in the prequel trilogy. Are you serious? Serious. Never seen are it. Are you absolutely serious? I'm dead set. Wow. Can I just ask, are you serious? Because I know you have a background in comedy <laughs> and you might be... Having a Josh around Yeah, you're always me. doing your bits, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. This isn't a bit. This is legit. Here's this my new bit. Guy hasn't seen. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I saw Phantom Menace at the movies and I saw the second one on VHS or Attack something. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, but I've never seen the third one. Wow. Wow. Ep 3. Yeah. Is there anything that you can prep Cameron for in the future now that he has to see episode three, oh. Revenge of the Sith? Do you, Do you know, know what? what a Sith is? 
Yeah, it's um, uh, horns. The guy with the horns and the red and black face. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, mate. Yes, no, you've more. Yeah, Darth yeah, Maul. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. Sith, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like pre uh, pre Empire. Yeah. Yeah. They're like yeah. they're the baddies before the Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, do you like baddies. do you like renowned character and horror actor Christopher Lee? Yes. Would you Would you prefer him to keep his head <laughs> or lose his head in a very comical fashion? Oh, no spoilers. Okay. <laughs> all right. Then um, I'll leave it, I'll leave okay. it to it. All right. Okay. Yeah, all right. Thanks for joining us, Mo. So we're going to slide into a little segment from our old podcast called What Have You Watched? What have you seen? What have you watched? What? 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 Blah, 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 blank slate. So, Mo, so have you seen anything recently that may not be a reboot, remake, or ripoff, perhaps? Look, An original? Look, Alexi, you know I have. <laughs> you, you know I've seen A Quiet Place, the new John Krasinski, directed and oh, starring directed and Directed by The Office. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was a co-writer on the film. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's correct. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, Lexi you saw it too. I just saw it as well, yeah. Uh-huh. I quite enjoyed it too. I, I, I was impressed by John Krasinski. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. What, was, uh, what did you like about this freaking movie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, first of all, language, but secondly, uh, I like it, it. I think I think they the very effective building of tension. I thought that mm. was good. I'm not a horror movie guy, yeah. So I'm inherently terrified of all moving pictures. I think, but uh, I thought that the tension was built up. I think they very early on set a certain amount of stakes where anybody could go at any moment. Yeah. I think there was they weren't precious about some of the characters. I feel I think it, it was a bit M Night Shyamalan-y. Totally it, was an M Night vibe, and and I think the the you sort of it, it when you when you set a movie when you put it in a in a future mm. setting or a you know an alien setting I think there's a you have to you have to make watertight the idea that we've gotten from uh, like the past point A to point B in a in a logical fashion and I think if you th- it's one of the movies where you I enjoyed the premise and I enjoyed the action sequences mm. but I think if you if you think about it too hard, there's there's moments in it where you're like, why didn't you? Why didn't they just do this? Like, yeah. why why didn't? How did the world get to this point? Why didn't it? Why didn't it stop? Yeah, you know. But we'll, we'll no spoilers. But uh, do you but, think we need maybe a spin-off uh, movie about John Krasinski's character before the Quiet? What was happened? he have to? What was his job? <laughs> what was his relationship to papers? Man, yeah, that right. Uh huh. Yeah, just a carefree. <laughs> God, just imagine the pranks he would have gotten up to before a world in which his family were all murdered by sound-based just crab creatures, you know? Just God, that's what I want to know. If we could just go back yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. to the island. I guess I'll never know. What have you watched recently, Like, I just watched one of my favorite movies of all time again, mm-hmm. My Cousin Vinny. Have you guys ever seen My Cousin I don't Cousin think I've Vinny? seen My Cousin I've Vinny. I've never seen it. I know Marissa Tomei won an Oscar for it. Marissa Tomei famously won an Oscar for it, Jack Palance handed her that award Ooh, yep. infamously in Hollywood, and people said that she didn't Man, deserve it. You were talking my language. That's Aunt May. That's Boss Grissom yeah. from, from yeah. Batman the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on board now. I'm yeah, you're speaking yeah, my language. Yeah. I think um, I, I adore this movie, and I hadn't seen it since I was probably like 15 years old. Hmm. And it's Joe Pesci who goes back, to, who um, is a, a brand new lawyer. He studied for many years. He didn't pass the bar until he's like seventh time. So he's like a kind of streetwise New York kind of hustler type guy who has to go to Alabama, the dirty, dirty South, Ooh, to love free movie, his yeah. cousin who's been accused, wrongly accused of murder. Ooh. And so it's a kind of courtroom film and it's a very accurate 
uh, portrayal of the American legal system. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I don't know jack about that kind of <laughs> shit. Um, but it's also like a really funny fish out of water comedy to see him going, uh, g- like being this such a leather clad New York kind of Joe Pesci character mm, yeah, yeah. who also kind of looks like my grandma in this movie, which is kind of <laughs> weird. But he kind of, like, and so it's like him kind of discovering the weird. The weirdness of the South, and it's he comes up against the judge who's played by the magnificent Herman Monster, Fred Gwynn, and so it's a really great fish out of water comedy that I think held up, like the gags really held up because it's just about creating atmosphere and putting big characters in like a very differing atmosphere, hmm. and then everything. It's also the legal, the legal court case in it is just also an interesting story to keep following. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, if you're a fan of um, uh, true crime documentaries, <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find a lot of uh, a lot of moral ambiguity. Okay, in if the you movies. like Dirty John, if you like Cereal, yeah. Yeah. check you out like, My Cousin Vinny. Love my Cousin Vinny. <laughs> Cameron, what have you seen recently? I just watched Top 5, the uh, Chris Rock semi-autobiographical. Mm, where would you rank it? Where would I rank it? In it's, Chris Rock's it's a, filmography. It's my sixth man. It's my wow, it's top the sixth six. one out of uh, yeah. his films. <laughs> wow. Down to Earth, number one, obviously. Yeah, I think I love my wife. I think I love my wife up there. Uh, Dogma, number three. Dogma. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. Name one other. <laughs> you need two more minimum. <laughs> one other Chris Rock movie. Which, which is the one where he's the president? Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, head of the state or something? Yeah. Head of state? Hail to the chief. Yeah. Oh, and Pootie Tang. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we don't talk about that anymore. No, we can't talk about that anymore. It's really funny. If you haven't seen Top 5, it's really good. Right. It's got... If you like showbiz comedies, mm. it's got a lot of good cameos from funny people. Entourage. Ballers. They're my two favorite yeah. showbiz comedies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know it. <laughs> Check it out. It's on what Netflix. What were some it's of your favorite funny. cameos in the film to kind of whet oh, the appetite? Seinfeld is in it. Hello, yeah. In a scene that's set in a strip club. And I was sitting there watching it and it just dawned on me how insane it is that I'm able to look at Jerry Seinfeld's face right next to a topless woman dancing. I never would have thought in a million years that that would ever, they'd ever share the frame, but they did. Wow. It's instantly and we love shocking nudity. and hilarious. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. It's instantly like, whoa, okay, this ain't your granddaddy's Jerry Seinfeld. That's this is- two of my favorite things. Yeah, he's getting The those- guy about nothing and some a whole lot of something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's getting those junior mints just, hey. just in, in, that, in that cleavage, you know. There it's- we go. Mm. So that's what I've watched. I recommend that on Netflix. Check it out. Oh, hell yeah, baby. Guys, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on Total Reboot. The only podcast about movies on the freaking whole entire wow. deep dark web. I'm gonna have to keep my just zip up my opinions from this point forward. I wish it. No, it's all right. I know. We've Sorry, closed dude. the pod, baby. Sorry yeah, about right. that. That's okay. Uh, May, so you've got an excellent podcast of your own. Would you like to toss oh, out a little? Oh yeah, it's called, it's called the Weekly Planet, mm. uh, and it's about. Oh look! Uh, <laughs> what's it about? Um, <laughs> oh no! Okay, it's me and my friend James. Okay, and what's his internet name? Mr. Oh, jeez. Oh, I've really been painted into a corner here. Oh, look, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a network we'll called... Pass. Yeah, we've got a network called PlanetBroadcasting.com mm-hmm, yeah. and they talk about comic books and they yeah. talk about human interest stories and they talk about... Films. 
You can oh. say films, just not movies. Oh, yeah. okay, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we only talk movies here. We yeah. don't talk cinema. No, I understand. Okay, films. we'll talk about films. We'll talk about comic books. We'll talk about all sorts of stuff. There's yeah. games. Just, just go to planetbroadcasting.com. There's, there's so many, so There's many There's so many shows. great podcasts on there. One of my favorites is you guys. One of my favorites is Do Go On. One of my favorites is... Filthy um, Casuals. Filthy Casuals. Don't You Know Who I Am. That's a good show. Don't You Know Who I Am. That's one of my favorites. Yep. Mm. Uh, and yep. Miscellaneous. Oh, yep. Many, many more. Mm. It's a great network, great to explore. You can catch me on Twitter at This Is Alexi. You can catch Cameron on Twitter at I Am Cameron James. Uh, those are our Instagrams as well. What oh. are your platforms? I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. It's, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, something else on Instagram. You can find me. It's, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> We're all I've got like 15 accessible. posts. It's, yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Guys, if I see a funny sign, I'll take a photo of it. You better believe it. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. And next week, we'll be discussing the Star Wars prequel trilogy. We'll see you there or we'll see you on another time. Baby, <laughs> wait,